are tuned to Arctic 15, a meeting spot for startups, investors, and businesses making real human connections since 2011. Join our next event. More information and upcoming dates on arctic15.com. Uh, hi, everyone. So uh, my name is Martin. I'm from Mintus. Uh, we're going to kick off the track with actually not very hardcore fintech per se. So I'm obviously going to touch on what we do and so forth. But more so, I'm going to tell our learnings from um, our journey, from uh, uh, going from the startup to scale up. So what is Mintos, as Marit uh, uh, already mentioned? So we are a marketplace for investing in loans. Uh, so what it means is it's a two-sided marketplace. On one side, we do have retail investors, individual investors. Any of you can be actually clients of ours. Uh, and then those guys, investors, are investing in loans, which is the other side of the marketplace. And the loan supply is brought by many different lending companies. At the end of the day, what we want to achieve is that uh, when individual investors think where to invest, they have in their mind stocks, bonds maybe they want to invest, maybe they want to invest in real estate, but then that they have on the table also a new asset class, loans, uh, and that is easily accessible. So as Mintus, so we launched in uh, 2015, uh, in January, so the first few years were pretty slow. But to date, uh, investors have funded already almost 5 billion euros of loans. Uh, we have had a certain traction, and today we perhaps hold uh, around half of the market when it comes to investments in loans in Europe. And uh, we have around 250,000 uh, investors on our platform. What is the unique to Mintus is that we bring a tremendous uh, amount of loans for investment, available for investors to invest, and that comes through partnerships with different lending companies. So lending companies across the world, they issue a credit to the borrowers, then instead of keeping the loans themselves, they put it on a marketplace and they are available for investors to invest in. And in that way, investors can build a truly diversified and uh, 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 truly diversified portfolio uh, with loans from different countries. And investors, uh, on average, so, uh, have uh, earned on, uh, on, the, on our Mintos marketplace in euro terms, they earn around like 10% per annum. So from tiny startups, uh, launched in 2015, we have grown from, uh, from four people uh, to uh, 200 people today. So most of the people we sit in Riga, Latvia, that's where our main office is. Uh, but we do have an office also in Berlin, which we opened this year. And we also have an office in uh, Vilnius and in Warsaw. So uh, it's been a tremendous journey so far, but uh, I believe it's only the beginning of uh, what we do. So to that stage, so uh, what is a startup and what is a scale-up? So for startup, I would say there are many different, many different definitions, but I think the best what I have found and I like the most is by Steve Blank. And that's basically saying that the startup is organization which is uh, set up to find a repeatable and scalable business model. So that usually involves uh, a lot of uh, uh, testing, a lot of experiments, and trying to find that what you do makes sense, right? And then a scale-up, uh, what I would uh, say is the best definition, in my opinion, is basically uh, when this startup has already uh, found that the, the product is working, so they have validated the product, and that they have much better understanding of the unit economics. 
I would not say that there's like a very, I would still say that the scale up has uh, characteristics of startup as well. So they still are looking for really scalable uh, business model, but that would be my distinction between startup and scale up. So what has been our learning so far from uh, going from the scale up, uh, from the startup to scale up uh, what we are perhaps today? So the first learning is actually, first thing uh, is that uh, you really have to figure out what scaling gonna mean to you. You have to uh, be actually uh, uh, ready and you have to prepare the business for scaling up. So what it means is basically figuring out what actually is scaling to you, what it's gonna mean, uh, gonna, gonna mean to you. Is it going after like new customers? Is it about uh, going into new geographies, perhaps new products, so what, what the scaling can involve. Uh, it's also gonna uh, uh, involve understanding who are your next set of customers, because as a startup, so you usually have the very innovators and very kind of uh, early adopters, but those are clients not necessarily the same, which is gonna be your early majority. So basically, the tools which you build for your first 100,000 customers are not necessarily the tools which you build and most likely are not the tools which you build for your next million customers. So those are two different customer groups. So you have to understand that. And then you have to build the, the organization, the management and the culture and just have a fast uh, uh, response department set in place. And our learning here was that basically uh, we tried to uh, perhaps scale quicker than uh, or sooner th than we were ready. So uh, most of these things we didn't have in place and that's what we learned that basically you have to really take time to set up the organization and really think when and uh, when you are ready to scale. It's not that you kind of uh, just go out and scale. And so we tried to internationalize uh, a couple of times way too early. We didn't have the best uh, setup. Uh, or the, uh, we still had the depth in the, in the main office and then uh, also just going for new products and so forth. So uh, definitely uh, learning was that you have to really uh, get ready before you scale. So once you're ready, uh, uh, the next is usually will be building up the team. So we deliberately uh, kept the team pretty small initially. So for the, for the first few years, it was a rather small team. And if you ask me, it's always, and that's what most of the people are gonna say in Europe or in the, in the US, and I think the Y Combinator is one of the and the, the main guys saying that is the best is just to keep your uh, team uh, as small as possible for as long as it's possible because it's so much easier to work the, than when you have a uh, bigger team. But obviously when you scale, then the building the team is a big part of this uh, scaling. So our learnings there was that, uh, yeah, well, okay, we are ready to scale. We are understand what it's gonna mean. Let's just now scale up and just uh, build a great team. It doesn't work like that. So uh, uh, the the systems or the processes what we had uh, were not really uh, uh, as organized and as kind of uh, straightforward and scalable as we thought. So obviously the things and the hiding, how it worked when we were 50 people uh, didn't really scale up when, uh, when we were uh, growing from so basically last year we grew the team from 60 people to 200 people in a year's time. How we achieved that actually, uh, if initially we understood, okay, this hiding doesn't work as well. Uh, what we really uh, did, we sat down and just introduced the uh, KPIs, like what it means to 
hard, what we want to achieve, uh, how fast uh, we put the, the processes in place, and uh, really kind of thought deeply how we can scale the, uh, the hiring. And that, then what, what the result of that was that basically uh, getting from, if you ask me, like getting from 60 to 200 people, then there wasn't that uh, kind of different, uh, the organization actually could uh, do it very well. So irrespective if we hire 10 people, uh, or 20 people a month, or we hire one or two people a month. So that's uh, learning number two, is that basically to build a great team, you really have to uh, put the KPIs in place and you have to really rethink the process because it's not necessarily, it's not definitely the same as it was when we were, were a startup. And on top of that, so what we measure is also employer net promoter scores, we measure the employee engagement, and we make sure that the Culture is uh, uh, basically most of the people. It's utopian to think that uh, all the 100% gonna uh, people gonna live up with the values, but uh, that's a great goal to to strive for. So we strive to have that 100% of people are aligned with the values. When you set up the team, you build a great team. Then uh, the next is uh, just organizing the team. Uh, so for us, I think what we did. Uh, way too late is uh, just to put the proper org chart in place. Uh, so we, I think we put it in place at 100, 100 120 people maybe. Uh, just assuming that, yeah, well, everybody knows uh, which team they are part of, everybody knows whom they report to and so forth, which is not the case. So organizing the team was uh, something which perhaps we did too late and uh, we should have done it uh, uh, much earlier. And uh, by organizational structures are so basically what we try to do is to put uh, very small and nimble teams in place, uh, put it as flat as possible, and then have a clear communication lines, and then that everybody has a clear one direct manager, uh, and there's also cross-team communication uh, so that everybody knows whom to talk to, uh, and so forth. And then just introducing simple hierarchy. So uh, hierarchy uh, is definitely, uh, hierarchy sounds, well, not encouraging, but in general, what I believe here is definitely there to destroy bad bureaucracy. Because if you have a not, don't have a hierarchy, then most likely you're gonna, you're gonna end up with a very bureaucratic processes. So it's fairly actually flat, as you can see, small teams, and that's what we uh, learned. That uh, yes, you can have the build build a great team, but then you have to organize it and actually put in place uh, certain organizational uh, structure. Once you have organized a team, then you might think, sure, well, I have the team, I have built a great team, we have organized, and now everything gonna just follow and we're gonna execute and we're gonna build uh, next great things. Uh, but, well, uh, believe me or not, so uh, when you're 50 or 60 people, then um, most of the people uh, uh, know very well where you are going. When you're 200 people, not so much. So basically uh, what we learned is that the goal setting is crucial. And this is something which we have been working on uh, over the last uh, half a year or so. There are many frameworks, or a few frameworks, which you can uh, put in place for the goal setting. We opted for uh, objectives and key results. So basically what we do, we put the objectives, what we can achieve, uh, and then we just put in place key results, how we measure if we achieve that objective. That has helped us tremendously to actually get alignment in the teams, to have uh, everybody uh, to understand what are the five main things what we want to work on this year and that also helps us to bridge the gap between uh, 
kind of execution and strategy. So basically on, on strategy level, there's our mission and vision of basically opening up loans as an asset class to retail investors globally and at scale. Then we have objectives for what we want to achieve in the next year or maybe a bit uh, further. And then uh, OKRs ties it with uh, our execution, which is basically all the quarterly things which we do as a team. And then on a very granular level, already initiatives, which is basically the key things which we're going to uh, do uh, during the quarter as a team. And there's basically all this agile and getting things done and all this stuff uh, comes into play. So that's a good tool for us was to actually link what we do today and have alignment and everybody kind of understanding what we do. So that was learning number four. You have to really think about goal setting uh, when you scale from, when you go from startup to scale up. And uh, finally, uh, it was more of a personal uh, kind of experience and which, well, continues. So as a founder and as a CEO, so uh, it's always, uh, uh, it's kind of there's a delicate balance between seeing the forest and seeing the trees. So when you scale up, so for me definitely was that uh, at one moment I felt yeah, that we have a management team, we have all the teams in place, and you kind of start to just see the forest and you really don't go that deep. And uh, getting this balance between macro and micro is something as a founder which is uh, I think going to continue to be uh, where I put most focus on and just understanding on which f things to focus on and uh, when to zoom out and to actually look at the at the bigger picture. So this is uh, also learning. So to sum up, so our learnings from uh, going from startup to scale up is you really have to uh, get ready your organization to scale up. Uh, you have to put uh, thought behind how you build a great team. Uh, once you build a great team, you really have to think how you organize the team. Uh, when you have organized a team, it's about goal setting and getting everybody uh, to uh, move in the same direction and getting alignment. And then just on personal level as a CEO co-founder, so it's always going to be delicate balance between uh, zooming in and zooming out. So that's it from my side. Thank you.